The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. Yo, yo, yo. Man, it is a busy month, dude. It has been a very busy month, and I'm starting to feel it, dude. <laughs> I'm really starting to feel it. it didn't, didn't start out like it was going to be a busy month, but it has slowly become one, man. Last episode was not uh, the continuation of our Rob Zombie films. Last episode, you dropped one of your top fives. Because um, you went camping. Yeah. And you didn't get lost. I, it wasn't cabin no. in the woods. It wasn't wrong turn. You're all good. I am all good. It wasn't the ritual. I was scared there for a second because there were chickens walking around the campground. And I wasn't Uh-oh. sure if we were going to see like a, like a ritual of some sort with a sacrifice of a chicken. But didn't happen as far as I was saw, so I wasn't witness to it. Yeah. We're good. Good. But uh, yeah, dude, it's been crazy busy. We went yeah. to Long Island. We came back. We talked about that. Uh, we're we heading went to, to Long Island. Yeah. Saw Keep Flying. Yeah. Saw them again in Buffalo. Yep. And now we're gonna see them again in Jersey, all in the same <laughs> month, dude. Yeah, it's like we're we're like deadheads or something, right? Yeah. They're uh they're they're an awesome band, man. And and a good friend of ours is on in the band. And so anytime we have a chance to support, we can. Uh, the Long Island show, that was special because it was going to be a two-night thing where they had just come back. It was the first show out of COVID, and it was celebrating an album they released. So yep. that we wanted to do. Obviously, they came to Buffalo. This one was like a last-minute, let's just kind of do it, because they announced that to end their tour in New England that they were going to have a house show, yep. and it was secret. They wouldn't. They didn't announce it until yesterday. And then they said, here, it's going to be here, and we found out it's at the drummer's house, and they're all going to just kind of be hanging out playing live they have three other bands coming to play with them and uh i was like that could be kind of cool to kind of kick off and like end the summer shows doing that yeah but uh it's not the end of summer shows for me because i'm still got to go see hailstorm i got tickets to go see hailstorm we're going to see caveman we're going to see uh, caveman I get uh the tickets for december for mount joy mount joy i'm going to going to not fest if that's mm. still on who knows yeah Corey then. taylor has covid Ooh. So he had to cancel a lot of shows so far. So we don't even know if that's going to happen. Huh. Uh, he's he's recovering from it, but apparently he's vaccinated. But apparently it was it was it was it was a little rough. Huh. He said he wasn't feeling well. You know, he had it's probably that Delta Plus fever, dude. all that stuff, dude. Delta Plus, Delta no Plus, joke. negative Omega three. They're just going to keep adding things on yeah. the end of it. Epsilon, Zeta, Beta, Kappa. Like uh, like uh, college fraternities. <laughs> right? Alpha, Beta, Zeta. That's what I keep saying. It's what like a, a sorority row of germs. What was <laughs> Just the one all lined from, up and um, ready to go. Uh, what was their, their fraternity? Yeah, no. yeah, their fraternity in um, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, I Lambda, don't Lambda, Lambda, I think. Is it? it? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be like the, the one that wipes out the human race. There dude. you go. That'll be um, the end all of everything. But amidst this, dude, we uh, you did release an episode where you covered your five group killers. So if listeners haven't checked that out, they need to. 
Uh, uh, I listened to it again. I mean, did you really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very okay. entertaining. Um, I like I like your choice. I don't know that I would have had one of those on there, and which but it's one okay. Is that? It's okay. Uh, the sci-fi one. You said it yourself. It's more sci-fi. Yeah, but yeah. it makes sense, right? You didn't say uh, group killers from horror movies. You said no, overall no. group killers, so it yeah. still makes sense. But like you named some in your in your honorable mentions that I was like, I probably would have put that in there, <laughs> but dude, I mean, that movie's good. Yeah. I was Don't just having fun. I love that movie. I that movie's great. Fun. Yeah. And that should be something that we do like in one of our off months. You know what I mean? Like we're doing Rob Zombie now as our off month. And then we're going to return to 1982 as soon as we're done with zombies movies. And, uh, maybe one of our off months, we do something that's like fun, sci-fi horror or something like that. And yeah. throw that in there, dude. Cause I'd love to watch that again. I haven't watched oh, that in a God. long time. It was great, dude. And uh, if people want to know what I'm referencing, they got to go back and listen to your episode because it's great. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'll give you a hint. This way, when you do listen to you, you know which one we're talking about. <laughs> there you go. That's all you get. There you go. Uh, but we're doing Rob Zombie films. We're back this week to continue the films. We decided we're not going to do the Halloween movies. No, because I want to hit on those later on. And we're not watching his animated film. El Super Bistro or whatever yeah, it is. El Super Bisto or something like that. Yeah. What we are doing is we covered uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. Next was Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. And this time we are going to check out The Lords of Salem. Hi. Are you the lieutenant? I just saw the tenant like 10 minutes ago standing in the doorway. Oh, I hate to break it to you, but there is no person in number five. You have to understand that there is a war waging in heaven. child would inherit the earth. Satan, Satan come, come to us! God does not spare angels when they sin. That music oh, is man. awesome. I love that music, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out, though, and I didn't look into it yet. I'm gonna, and I'm, I probably will look it up after we talk about this show. But I wonder, if is that the Devil's Third, right? Because, like, so Black Sabbath, the song Black Sabbath, plays the Devil's Third when it starts. That boom, boom, boom. 
And this sounds like a dun dun. You know, like that. Yeah. And back in the day, back in the medieval times, that that those three notes played in that succession was banned because they was considered the devil's third. That the the devil's tri notes. And if you played it, they thought you were trying to conjure the devil. So I have to look into it because it feels like it is, but but played at a different tempo. You know what I mean? And yeah. obviously with different different with uh, much more mixed in there too, and yeah. maybe in a different octave even. But uh, okay, man, Lords of Salem. Yes. We we said that this was going to be an interesting conversation because we already knew what we felt about in terms of House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. And Devil's Rejects. Yes. Having watched those more than once, you know, and knowing that style of movie, what what we're looking at here. We knew, and I knew Lords of Salem was going to be a departure from that. This was going to be a different kind of film. Mm-hmm. You didn't remember it as much. You said you'd watched it. It was in the background at one point. Yeah, yeah. Long, like after it came out first time on uh, DVD, Jimmy and I got it from Blockbuster and we're watching it at his house, but weren't really paying too close of attention. And this is one where you have to. Um pay close attention to it so i really didn't get from it what i should have gotten from it yeah yeah that definitely that's definitely the case because when the first time i watched this the reason i wasn't sure what i thought of it mm-hmm. was because it was one of these things where i put it on at the end of the night so i was kind of that dozing in and out and if you doze in and out of this movie and you come out like come to at the wrong part you're, lost. you're like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, and here? there's some parts where if you jump back in and this is what you're watching, is this part you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Exactly, you got no idea. Dude. Exactly. So, with that said, you watched it again. Yes. I watched it again. I probably should have. I, I I fucked up. Okay. I probably should have watched it more. Um, okay. I'm probably going to go home and watch it again tonight, dude. Okay. Because this talk is just getting me ready for it and into it again, dude. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's definitely something to say about the film, right? Because for me, sometimes I'll watch a film and I'll I'll finish it and I'll be like, I don't even I don't know if I like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I keep thinking about it. Yeah, that's what And I said. just keep yeah. thinking about it. And it becomes this kind of thing where I'm almost obsessively thinking in terms of like, I want to watch it. Let me watch this again because I feel like there's something more there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, again, having been kind of in and out of it, it intrigued me. So I was like, I have to check this out, see what this is. And so I did sit down and watch it in full, paid attention, got what I felt out of it. Watched it again, and I watched it a third time last night. Um, Aaron watched it with me. Oh. That's going to be interesting too, because I'll tell you what she's <laughs> what <laughs> definitely. She said I'm always there, interested dude. to see what she says. But uh, okay, so so this is one of these ones where we're going to go back to doing what we did before. You step out of a theater, man. What did you think? What the fuck did I just watch, dude? <laughs> That's um, your first thought, right? Yeah, but underneath that, once you get to the nitty gritty, wow, dude. What a film, what a story, what a way to tell the story. And especially, because like, like you said, we've done House of a Thousand Corpses. We yeah. did Rejects. I went back, I know we're not going to talk about them, but I did watch Halloween and Halloween 2 just because yeah. I wanted to see his progression of his films. Um, and, and to see the progression from Devil's Rejects basically is where I would consider his modern filmmaking starts up till this point. You can see it coming. You can so, see it starting to flow, and, and especially with Halloween 2, where he's starting to hit on those uh, dark, subconscious, um, mental types of notes, and then dragging that into this, and 
thrusting that at a whole nother level. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and I, psychological, but then also the, the spiritual stuff. Yeah, I definitely you know? see what you're saying there. For me, I stayed away from Halloween because I wanted to see this in terms of like his filmmaking, like what is Rob Zombie's filmmaking? Was he trying to tell us? With Halloween, he could put his flavor on certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem with Halloween, though, is that it's not his property. It's like no, it's no. not his story. So he's following a certain recipe to make sure he's getting a certain story across. Whereas House, Rejects, and now Salem... These are all him. These are he wrote, he directed, and this is his, like he's trying to give you a vision of what story he's he's telling you. You know what I mean? Yes, but at the same time, seeing as a, uh, as a filmmaker, mm-hmm, not as a mm-hmm. storyteller, but as a filmmaker. I got you. Seeing that progression, even choice through those of movies, shots, to see where he direction. came from to get here, but then also where he, he stopped short on certain things here. Gotcha. Because let's face it, this isn't like... This is not House of a Thousand Corpses or Rejects. This is not a no. This is not a, a gore fest. No, in, in the traditional super, zombie fence, uh, super uh, limited in yeah. this film. Um, and it's until it's, the end. Till the end, it starts to get yes, a little bit more gory. Yes, uh, but but and, and, but even so, overall, it's not a yeah. typical zombie no. gore fest, grindhouse type film. Um, and and like I said, hitting on those those psychological. Um, there, there's a word I'm thinking. I can't think of the word. Okay. Um, supernatural. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, going towards that, um, and really playing into that because this is, give me a story. I tell you all the time, give me real. I love it. Give me reality. Give me reality. Give me a fucking story that is set in Salem and then connect it back to the witches in the 1600s. I'm sold. I am sold, dude. I love the stories like that. That's why I yeah. loved, uh, um, uh, Sarah Fear, 1666. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that aspect of it. The Witch. I love those movies in those time periods. The Crucible, which has ties to this movie. Which, get it? <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Um, For me, the way I see this progression, this is how I look at it, right? Because this film really strikes me. I'm going to throw two movies out at you. Okay. And these two movies, like when I watched this movie, it gave me a lot of that flavor, that, that okay. kind of like feel. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Shining. Yep. Absolutely. And The Exorcist. Uh, I can definitely comment on The Shining. Yes. So you haven't seen The Exorcist? I've seen pieces and bits. When you watch The Exorcist, the you'll see what I mean in terms okay. of a lot of the shots of Salem, the kind of. Oh, but you know what? Cold though? fall look to it. The, a lot of the shots he uses where she's just kind of walking I, and then I, following. I, that know. reminded me of uh, our conversation on Changeling. Yeah. At the beginning of that, when he's walking uh, through the, yes, the court, it has a lot of that yes, feel. Yes, that old school, because that's where he came from. That's what he studied. That's exactly. how he learned to film. So it feels like so it feels like House of a Thousand Corpses was his Texas chainsaw. Yes. It was grimy. Yep. It had everything he wanted to do with the splatter, right? Mm-hmm. Devil's Rejects felt like when, remember when they did the remake of Texas Chainsaw? It still had that griminess, yes. but it was polished. It was it was a Hollywood film. Yes, yep. That's what Devil's Rejects was for him, that mm-hmm. Hollywood film now. And now that he's in Hollywood, let's give him something along the lines of Exorcist, which is there's a little bit more timing. It's a little bit more methodical. And now we're also dealing with the devil. We're yes. talking about the devil, Satan, uh, which possession, is, which he's dabbled in before with the other stories, right? But however, this, this is, is this is the on the first, exorcist level. Yeah, this is the the first what I would argue real sense of the devil uh, in his films. 
Um, cause yeah. I mean, you can go back, like, like we said, uh, in rejects when, when Otis says, I am the devil and yeah. I'm here to do the devil's work. Okay. Fucked up people say shit like that. Yeah. They even Dr. That Satan, shit. right? Yeah. Like the idea that this is all satanic or devilish. Yes. Granted, I might change my mind on that comment once I see three from hell. Um, but for now, up mm-hmm. until this point in Rob Zombie history, uh, yeah, this is the first real take on actual, what, what word you even use? Uh, devilism. Yeah, you're, lo- you're looking at the su- supernatural. You're yep. looking at, you yep. know, and again, like The Exorcist, where it was going to give us a world that exists, Salem, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. Yep. Give us reality. People, so a, a woman who's struggling with drug addiction. Yep who has been clean for a while, works at a late-night radio station with two guys, which immediately, you know I'm loving this. Yep, yep, yep. If I'm seeing something where it's anywhere that's somewhat like podcasting or radio DJs, dude, I am in. I love it. Uh, All of this is real. We're in a real world, but now he's also introducing the world of... So, you know, the idea behind witches and the way we looked at them, and, and, you know, we already know looking back in history that these women were persecuted, like using the term witch and, and, and this whole Not idea of Salem, witch, yeah, yeah exactly. Men. But it was, it was this thing of persecuting people who were innocent, right? Mm-hmm. In his world, it's what if they were actually real? What if there were actually women who were trying to conjure the devil? Yeah. And that let, what if the devil's real? And what if the devil really can be conjured in this way? And the idea is, they need to bring forth the spawn of Satan, the spawn of the devil. So now you're thinking, Rose, you ever see Rosemary's Baby? Uh, no, I have not seen So there Rosemary's you go. Baby. The I Shining, the, the Exorcist, and Rosemary's Baby is what we're dealing with here. Okay, but I can see Rob that. Zombie's version. Yes. Okay? And that's what we have. We have this woman who, the one who's struggling, is the descendant of the man who put these, these witches to death. Hawthorne. Yeah, Jonathan Hawthorne. Which I love. Which I know I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, <laughs> all this I'm witch glad. talk, dude, is getting me in the mood for Halloween, dude. Like, oh, oh, dude, it's right around the corner. The trees, yeah, the I was gonna trees say, are the leaves leaving are already leaves, starting to dude. mess around out here, bro. Um, they're they're messing with us, man. I know. They're teasing us. Uh, but again, real. That was a real dude. He yeah. was actually part of the Salem witch trial. So to relate it not only to a real event, but pulling real actual characters from the event and tie it in is. Yeah. Again, give me realism, man. That's that. How can you get? But he brings the he brings the fantastical. He brings the yes. what they do in The Exorcist. The Exorcist is what if the devil's real? Yep, and possesses a girl, right? In Rosemary's Baby, baby, it's even crazier. It's it, it it's where Rob Zombie's going here. What if the devil's real and impregnates a human woman? Yeah. What happens, right? Yeah. In this film, it's basically a woman who doesn't know what's happening. She thinks she's going crazy because she's having withdrawals or whatever's going on with Mental her. Mental illness, dude. And Mental how scary illness. is that, dude? How Seeing scary is things. that to think that you're just losing your mind? And she's you being know? manipulated. I couldn't even... That's probably one of the scariest things. There's the other scary thing. She's being manipulated by three yes. people she's supposed to be trusting. Yeah. Right, that you would think at the beginning of the film has like this motherly instinct. She has no idea. No, that's the thing. She has no idea she's being manipulated. Throughout this film, there's these moments of complete bizarreness. Like if you watch this, not realizing what the context is of the film or what you're getting into, I can see people walking away from this going, "Oh God, what the fuck?" And like you said, you walk out going, "What the fuck did I just watch?" And I think, I think that 
and we've said it before, Rob Zombie, you either like his movies or you yeah. hate his movies. And I think that is even more true about this film. Yes. You either liked this or yeah. you absolutely hated it. Because these moments are... I know what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is trying to visually show you something that on paper is 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 somebody's perception of what the hell's happening. Like some yes. crazy, fantastical, some of it is bizarre. Yeah. Right? No, and, it really is. And dude. in my mind, she's tripping out or she's freaking out. Whatever it is, this is all happening. But he presents it in a way that's very visual. There's that scene where it was just all this, all because the whole movie, it feels very much not Rob Zombie till this part at the very, very end where then it's like, oh, okay, here's his, here's Rob Zombie video again, right? There's all these weird images of oh, sacred yes. things and then they all start melting. Yeah. And every single time I saw that, the first thing I'm thinking is tripping. Like somebody's on mm. acid, but acid hard where it's all satanic and creepy and scary and melting faces and but this is the best way that he wants to interpret it. I'm sure he could have paid money to have special effects done to make something look 3D or or evil or whatever. But he likes to show it a certain way in a, his style. This is yeah. his stylized way of showing the experience she's going through. Mm-hmm. All the way to the end. The end is insane. The yeah, end is dude. absolutely bonkers insane. Because he basically tells us not only is this a real world thing and what if Satan was real, but... He is. And guess what just happened? We watched the birth of his fucking spawn. Yeah. What? Not only not only that, but these witches from Salem that were, were executed all those years ago came back as well. Yeah. I took it as like their spirits or whatever. You know what I mean? But they're like, still yeah. there. Yeah. Whether they're spiritually there or physically there, they're still there causing havoc because who all, was pulling the strings this entire time? Yeah. You know? But the idea is, is yeah, so there's this girl, she's struggling with this thing. She gets this record, you know, mm-hmm. that's sent to her, and it's sent to her by the Lords, and they, they play music, and it's this creepy music, the music you heard at the very end of the trailer there, and that's all it does. It just repeats. When she plays it for the first time, uh, it's when she and a friend of her, one of the guys from the studio, are, are at her place. They had some drinks. They're listening to music. It's the end of the night. They decided to listen to it. Um, there's a cool thing that happens where he can't play it. Like he puts the needle on there and it just, and it just scratches, scratches across the surface over yeah. and over. I but heard the, that was a hard thing for them to pull off. But too. the second she does it, boom, it just sits and then it's yep. good. And all of a sudden it starts to affect her. She starts having visions of these witches performing like um, they're basically pulling a baby out of a woman. Right. And there's this mm-hmm. scene where the witch licks the baby and then is p- pissed because it's not right. This nope. isn't what they thought it was going to be. And then they're just like spitting on it and cursing it. They basically take it out back and probably yeah. bash it with a rock. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but the idea, though, is that this thing is messing with her head and it's it's possessing her with with the spirit of the, the devils and all these things. And the idea is, is if it's the right person, she'll become impregnated by the devil. Well... Because she'll be led to this thing that ends up happening. Because I think that's what happens when she's... I don't know. There's this weird scene with this creepy fucking half-human, half-chicken, like, little person creature that's got these, like, tentacles that she's holding on to. And it's like... Yeah, it looks like in Bill Having some sort of orgasm. And it's like... Um, it's insane, dude. No, but she's the descendant of Hawthorne. Yeah. And that was the curse. So that's where she came into play. Yeah. But How she long had they've to been get waiting that for that descendant? It had to well, happen. Yeah, they've probably been waiting oh, hundreds yeah. of years for the right descendant to come along. Yeah. You know? And she was the one they got. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because she we, was the most look at look at look at the character. She was the most corruptible. And vulnerable, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because of 
her drug addiction yep. because of her mental illness. Yep. You know? And yeah, there's all these scenes that are so bizarre, but when you go back watching them in the right context, mm-hmm. then you start to see, okay, there's a lot of symbolism here. There's a lot of bizarre things, but the bizarreness is to really kind of make you uncomfortable Yeah, because you're dealing with Satan and the devil and the things that are like, when you look at these old school paintings from the, from like the, the medieval times of hell and Satan, it's all these creatures and these ugly things that are absolutely horrifying to look at. And they're usually torturing humans, like biting them or ripping them apart. And that's what I feel like I was watching like that. I'm telling you that thing with the weird arms and shit while yeah, the music dude. was like, oh, or like when she finally went into the, into apartment five and she had the fucking, that beast. I don't know if that was Beelzebub. Beelzebub? Beast, yeah. That was creepy, Standing there right? with her, but he was, yeah, dude, no way. But yeah, so that that's basically the, the premise of this film is that sh- this thing possesses the women of Salem. Mm-hmm. And not just any woman in Salem, people who were the descendants of the original society of Salem. Yep. And all of these women end up at this this theater at the end when the lords are supposed to be playing. That's where Jim referenced these witches show up. Uh, and they all end up committing suicide. Yep. And we have her kind of above them in this Virgin Mary uh, pose. pose, right? And that's the idea here is that she birthed the devil, the Satan, right? That like Satan's child, and she's taken on almost this this perverted kind of alter ego to the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Right? Because she disappears. No one knows whatever happened to her. Yeah. The, that's the great thing, too, is how this ends. Like, it ends, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but if you sit for the, the credits, all of a sudden, then you hear the news thing, and it kind yeah. of explains what you just saw was a mass suicide. Everything else was this whatever world. You have to take it one of two ways. Was it all mental illness, or was is the devil real, and all this shit really went down? Yeah. Or did she just kill all these women? Yeah, I guess because at the end, like you said, she's gone. She disappeared. Maybe she killed all these women because she's fucked up. I don't think so. No, I like the, I like the devil oh, side yeah, of it. But, and I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. what we're doing here. Um, but that's the movie, and you're right. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it because yep. there's no way you can look at this and be like, you know what, that was pretty decent. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what eh, the fuck? I'd maybe watch it once or twice more. So what'd you think, though? You, did you? So I know you thought like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" But did you enjoy it? Or from were you what just I like, caught, nah, I don't know. From about what I this. caught, because I'm sure there's, I, I'm sure I only scratched the surface. I I enjoyed this a hell of a lot more than I did when I first saw it way back in the yeah. day, dude. Oh man! Did you notice visually? little things like uh, the first time you you get that kind of thing of what's happening? One of those hall lights is oh, kind yeah. of swaying by itself. Yeah. Later, there's he, one by her door that's swinging, and then later it's the whole hallway. Yes, I didn't like the first one. I I liked the concept. I think he focused on it too long. He should have just had it swinging in the background, and then when she went into her apartment, ended the scene there. Yeah. But he lingered on it so that you could see it, and I didn't yeah. like that. Leave it back there, so you got to come back two, three times and watch this movie and catch all this. I love his Stanley you know? Kubrick like slow mo. But like, I also yes, but I also and- love those long lingering shots and long lingering after the action that was in the scene is done. So it's kind of like, okay, move on. But then it's kind of like adding to that unease because you're like, I'm not supposed to be here right now. Yeah. The scene's done over there, but I'm still over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got a great eye for framing stuff on camera. Oh yeah. That was another thing. The symmetry, the symmetry with like the hallway and that, and, and, and the, 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 that was my first even right. Yeah. Like the one witch in the middle had both arms up, but each one on the side only had one arm up. If you notice that it was like the symmetrical look, the way they were doing this whole thing, dude. And that, and that's what really caught my eye. And, And I thought to myself, you know what? 
as controversial as this would be, I think I would be okay with a remake of The Shining if Rob Zombie did it. Oh, dude, I'm telling you I'd be in. I think... You know what I would like him to do, though? I would like him to do the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and absolutely. And not Stanley Kubrick's story. No, not story. Stanley Kubrick. Do the book. Do the book. Yeah. And blend it with Stanley Kubrick's movie. Have fun. I think if you... I think he could really do... If he did it along the lines of, of uh, what he did here, I think he could really pull it off and blend them together well. Like I said, I haven't seen the next one yet, but knowing what you know, what he did with House, knowing what he did with Rejects, and then this, I, I now you you know watching this and taking this the way it's it's made, I can I'm one hundred percent like yes, let me see what he does with the monsters. Oh my god, this is going to be such an interesting fucking movie to see when it comes out yeah. because I don't know what to expect. Right, I don't know if he's like going to. I don't know if he's going <laughs> to. It's the monsters, so I can't yeah. see him doing his traditional stuff. But to see, but see the classic monsters, yeah. dude, with a Rob Zombie twist on yeah. it, this is going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, is he going to is he going to have fun. fun with it? Like the way? Do you remember the first time they ever did live action Adams Family on screen, like the movie movie, oh. not the not the TV show, but the one with um, uh, Angelica Houston? Yes, and uh, um, uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, as, yeah, as uh, Uncle Fester. Yes. That had kind of a kookiness to it, but still kept that dark macabreness to it. Like Tim Burton, is that what, what he's going to do? Is yes. he going to have a kookiness to it, or is it going to be just zombie? You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to get? I think with we're going to have to get the kookiness. I think we're going to have to have that. Yeah. Um, but no, dude. I and and you know what? How I can see because I like, keep seeing everything he's posting on it, and I know he's having an awful lot of fun, dude. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen I him think, post as much stuff on pre-production oh, for a film as I, this. Because this is like his dream project, dude. Yeah, I think. Like, he's I a think kid. he got he's Halloween, kiddie. and he was like, "Oh, dude, this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be fun." But now he's got the monsters, he's and he's kiddie, like, dude. "Like, man, I, I don't think he can stop smiling." He's like, "Check out, we have new buttons. <laughs> here's this. Oh, look, we have a new a new stitch in this clothes. <laughs> look at look at here's the wooden frame for the monster side." <laughs> but yeah, dude, with this movie, I've, I watched it and I thought to myself, what progression there was. This oh, feels man. like Salem felt like I said, felt uh, it felt like it was on that sophisticated level of The Exorcist, where is it wasn't cheap horror, but it was still scary in times. And then there's there's this climax where in The Exorcist, it was realistic in terms of the battle with Satan and, and the girl. Mm-hmm. So that was more visceral. And this, it was more, um, it was more abstract. It was, it was kind of yeah. taking you on a trip, right? Which, which, if you think about it, is probably closer to how I think the devil would come at somebody. Crazy fucking shit, like you're tripping on acid, yes, dude. Yes, yes. And you're not going to know what's going on. You're going to think you're losing your mind. We're watching her give birth to this tentacled being. Yeah, dude. We're watching these weird masked looking like car- dressed as cardinals yeah they were jerking weird. off uh yeah, they're, dildos. they're dildos dude like but there's a lot of symbolism in that there's yeah. the symbolism of like the jerking off would obviously be the impregnation process yes. or yes. The, the the process of you know of insemination whatever you're talking about here it was supposed to make you feel uncomfortable yeah. oh and it, it was effective in that absolutely yeah absolutely um what was your favorite part of this movie, dude? Like, oh. what was your favorite part? I don't know, dude. I really like the. I really like those those uh, segments of just the the real visceral. Uh, I don't know, terror, discomfort, where it's like switching from image to image. Um, mm-hmm. I I love things like that. I I, I tried to do that at in the college. very end. Yeah, and I didn't do that very well, but um, I I love that because you you can really really instill a sense of feeling in somebody, whatever feeling you want to get. 
in a very short amount of time. Just and they don't even have images. to know what the fuck they just watched. Yeah. Exactly. But you can take it and you can do that any sort of way. It's almost like the depends the on your tape, images. Right? Yes. Like yes. the images that they showed you on the ring, and then you're like, oh Because you can do that with anything. You can you can do it with horror, obviously. You can do it, you can make a happy scene, you can make a sad scene, you can do whatever you want, but your music and your images gotta match, and he did it effectively. I love the whole um like I said, man, witchcraft and the devil. I love the whole yeah. concept of the goat. Yeah. I love that. And then to see it, you know, uh, the witch, Black Phillip. I mm-hmm. fucking love Black Phillip. And now to see it and see the goat in this, it's just like, man. Um, and I just like goats in general. Yeah. But how about, you want to talk about uncomfortable. Yeah. How about that scene in the church, dude? Oh, dude. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> it wasn't as uncomfortable as I thought it, as, as I think it could have been for me. Because of rejects. Yeah, yeah, true. When the guy was true. making the girl give him fellatio. True. I think if we hadn't seen that movie and we walked into this one, not even seeing any other Rob Zombie. So for anybody who's never seen a Rob Zombie movie and this was your first Rob Zombie movie, I can yeah. understand why you didn't come back to any of his other yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, to, to close out that comment, yes, I, I think it was a little bit, I was a little bit desensitized to it. It wasn't as shocking because I'm like, okay, he's done this it's before. It's so crazy it's not... though that the sacrilegious part of it, like it being the man of God, right? Like the no, but no, that's quite because the commentary. That shit happens. The predatory thing, yes, right? dude. And especially in Boston. Remember a couple of years ago, that <laughs> yeah. whole issue in Boston with all the cardinals and, and, and the religious figures, crazy, man. Right? Yes, dude. Um, so there was that. I remember that scene being really crazy. Yeah, I yeah. love the end too, I heard the that whole that, trip out scene. I heard that scene. I don't know how true this is, but I heard that scene only took like 10 minutes to film. Dude, that guy came fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they don't want to be like, all right, let's do another take. All right, Sherry, let's put your do head back take. down there. Just keep doing it. Make that noise. Keep doing it. Yeah, I'm sure that was uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah, right. Like so. that's, but man, but what a movie, man. Um, what else? There was Just, the other scene. And again, going and again, back to anything it. where they were in the in the radio station. Yeah. Love that oh, yeah, interaction. I, yep. I love the two guys. What's his name? Charlie returns from Devil's yes. Rejects. It's yes. Charlie with a rug. Yep. They, they kept mentioning his rug. And then the other guy, uh, he's going to be in another movie. Yes. He's going to come later. He's going to be in Three from Hell. Yes, he is. Um, uh, but he was also in Halloween too. Was he? Okay. Yes, Jeff Daniel I didn't Phillips. See him on yep. that. Oh wait, was he one of those like the fucked up like warden or the the, the guy that was uh Banging the the one, chick I can't or remember who he was. I don't remember who he was. I didn't even know he was in it until I looked up uh, the other movies he'd been did in. You said, this. Did you see Sid Haig? Yes, and um, and uh, Michael yeah, Berryman. Yeah, 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 dude. They were the uh, the old the old pilgrims back yep, in the that, day. That, yeah, <laughs> dude. Them to death. Yep. Because uh, I saw they were on the cast, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And so when I watched it again, I was watching real closely. I was like, "Hey, there he is. Okay, okay." <laughs> yeah, because I was watching to see who he'd bring back and who he's going to have cameo in. Yeah, there, yeah. So, yeah so, I love cool it. See I them. love that he works with a lot of the same people. Yeah. You know? And I, yeah, I love that. Um, because they, you, it's, it's like having that group of friends that wants to come back and keep making good yes, movies with dude. you. Yes, I love when, when directors do that. What's his name? Um, Christopher Nolan does that a lot. Yeah. A lot of people do that when, when they find that core group of people they work well with. Judd Apatow does that. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. A lot of those people do it. Um, Meg Foster. Yeah. Is Margaret Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that character, dude. dude Everything about that character, the way she put that character great. together. I had no clue it was her when I first saw it. Oh, my God, No dude. clue. I heard that Goldie Hawn had auditioned for that role, wow. and I'm so glad Goldie Hawn didn't get it, and they gave it to her yeah. instead. What yeah, a different nah, movie. Dude. I think it slightly would have been a much different movie had, to, had you cast anybody else in this role, because yeah. this was... This is one of the defining roles of the movie, 
Oh yeah. It oh really yeah. Was. She was great. Yeah. Um, you know what played a part in this again? The soundtrack. Mm. And he does he does it again, but yep. On both sides of the soundtrack. And he plays though. with it though, so that it's all that classic rock stuff, right? Yeah. And then you also look at his characters, what they all look like. And yep. you're like, what year is this? And then they're like the internet. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's not like the 70s, but they all look like it's the 70s, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that. I do like he always has this kind of look and feel to his films. Again, um, that's what he grew up with. That's what he knows, man. Dude, I enjoyed this. Oh, I really yeah. did. I yes. thought this is a great movie. I thought it's a lot of people aren't going to get it. They need to go back and watch it and understand the story and just kind of see how it plays out. Well, like you told me, because we had started talking about this. Um, yeah. Like you told me. There's going to be a time down the road here when people look back at Rob Zombie's filmography. Oh, yeah. I believe it. And they realize, holy shit, dude, we should not have written this guy off. Yeah. I mean, I, I guarantee people are going to go back to this movie. The people who didn't like it, maybe not the people who didn't like it, but history will go back to this because this is one of the ones that was kind of panned. It, he did not have good reviews for this film. Oh, yeah. Some people liked it. Some people got it, right? But overall, this was not one of his more popular films. No. Um, and I can understand it if you're not that type of... If you don't watch a movie for that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're going into. See, there's certain movies where when you go into them, you don't need to know. You just go in and watch, right? Yeah. Transformers. I don't need to know what the hell I'm getting into. No, I know, you know what I'm getting into. Yeah. A movie like this, you got to know. Yeah. You got yeah, to you you know what to expect. Slightly. Yes. I like, though, again, that it's different and that... If you'd gone to this at the movie theater when it was first released, you'd be like, wait, this is Rob Zombie? Like, when are we going to get to anything that's mostly Rob Zombie? Yeah. When are we going to get any of his kind of uh, transition music or weird things or monsters? Little, little, little divergent music videos that he yeah. slides in he there. Still, he still fits in the old black and white movies and scenes like oh, that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, He yeah, still yeah. fits that shit in, which is perfect, though. I love that, dude. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It just it fits the feel of his stuff. But, uh, yeah, dude, um, I definitely am a fan of this one. And oh, for sure, dude. It's right up there, dude. It's right up there as one of my favorite zombie films. Isn't that crazy? Oh. Out of the ones we've watched, you know what? It's dude? right up there with them. I don't know, dude. They're all they're all special, and I love them all in their own. I don't know thirty one yet, though. Man. So we'll find out how we feel about that. I've never seen it. So I feel I don't like know. they're all so different from each other that they 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 put themselves on own, on their own pedestal. Yeah, and you can't even compare them in 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 any real sense of the. We're going to have to. Well, we're going to have to. At the yes. very end, it's when, we be finish, very difficult. when we finish three from hell, we're going to put them in order of what our favorite one was to our least favorite. We're going to put them I'm in top have in such a, a hard time order. doing that, dude. So, uh, all right, oh, dude, man. anything else you want to say on this movie? You got some fireside tidbits um, about it? The yes. Uh, well, uh, I got some other things. Um, Barbara Crampton was in it. Don't know if you yep. know that. Yep. Um, D. Wallace was obviously in it. Yes, yes. Um, uh, oh, remember I said earlier that there was a tie to the Crucible in this movie besides just Salem. Uh, yeah. You know the Crucible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Bruce Davison, uh, who played Francis Mathis, uh, was in X-Men, but he was also in the Crucible. He played Reverend Paris. Oh, okay. In the Crucible movie um, with Daniel Day-Lewis. Arthur nice. Arthur Miller. Uh, yeah, oh, what's her name? Um, uh, Edward Scissorhands, the girl. Uh, Stranger Winona Things. Rider. Winona Ryder. Yeah. Yes, yes, Why yes. Winona? Why no? Um, Why no forever? Biggie D and John Five were in this as well. Uh, I knew John Five was in there. I saw him. Um, I guess this was his first film, uh, that was shot digitally. Okay. However. It looked great though. It didn't look digital. However, 
Uh, yes, it did. It did look. You thought so? No, no, not digital. I mean, it looked great. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 If I wouldn't have read that, I wouldn't have known. I However, love those scenes, dude, where he had a little bit of that lens flare happening, but mm. those street scenes at night and the oh, different yeah. lighting he used, like oh the my god, dude, the lighting, lighting was great in this movie, man. Man, it, it like I said, it's just cool to see his evolution and how he became. He he went from a roadside attraction, basically, yeah. yeah. To a, a serious filmmaker. Man. Yeah, I agree. A serious filmmaker with this movie. I um, agree. But I guess that all the effects in this movie were done practically. Makes sense, dude. It all makes sense. Which is what sense. he wanted to do for and it looked rejects, great. but he couldn't because it was either time or money. He I couldn't. noticed the fire scenes did for sure, and I loved mm. it because I took note of how... because. This is how I watch movies, dude, as a filmmaker, because I watch it and I go, oh, this is how he's doing this scene right here. Yes. And I always do that, right? So like with the fire scene, it's just that 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 you play with depth, your yes. depth perception. Yep. You just have yep. the fire in the foreground, the person in the background. You do quick cutaways, and every time you come back, that person looks more charred over yep. and over. And it did, and it looked so good. And the actors and actresses pulled it off. I mean, they were just like this, like they were starting to wither a little and shit. Yeah. And they was like, wow, this looks good. It's yeah, I knew that was... Moaning. Yeah, I knew that was all practical in that regard. Uh, but then I think back, you know, when they like disemboweled her, you could tell that's all practical. The way that that creepy, freaky thing looked is mm-hmm. practical. Um, even her eyes, you could tell they were white contacts. They weren't. Yeah. It wasn't like digitally, digitally whited edited. out. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? The goat in this movie. His name is Noodles. <laughs> nice a little tidbit Noodles for all you goat great fans job. out there. Um, uh, da, 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 da. What else? I think this is the last little tidbit I had. Oh, no, two more. Um, I, I guess according to Sid Haig, um, and I love when directors do this, um, I guess they were only giving the actors the pieces of the script that pertain to them. Oh, so they had no clue what was happening. Yes, and I love when they do that. Keep so everybody Sid Haig in the thought dark. it was an old school he witches probably, movie the whole movie. <laughs> I'm sure he knew it was more than that, but I don't know. He, like, he didn't know the, the nitty gritty and the in depth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which, that, that's just easier to contain secrets. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that shit leaks all the time, especially nowadays with the, the, the age we're living in where information takes a fraction of a second And that's why he's ahead of the curve. The he's showing everybody what he's doing with monsters. He's not waiting for it to leak. He's just like, look what's happening. Yeah. Look where we're at now. And look where we're at now. And building that, that, that publicity, man. Yeah, Free dude. publicity, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but here, ready? This is the last piece, and this is going to be an interesting one because um, you know I'm an avid reader. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I guess the first draft of this script was very, very different. I heard that. I don't know where I read that. I read that or I saw that somewhere. But yeah, I it heard that it was supposed to be darker. Different. Supposed to be a lot more gory. Mm. Um, however, he wrote a novelization of the first draft. Um, nice. Which again is different. So I would really like to get my hands on a copy of that and read it and see how different it was. We gotta look for it. Yeah. We got a lot of fun stuff coming up planned, so that could be something yes. that we could look into. And maybe yeah. even, ooh, even a Lord. I think it'd be hard to do a Lord of Salem table read. <laughs> yeah, because this is, yeah, there's this certain is movies the kind we of couldn't movie do you that can't with. really pull it off Because it's with. a lot of visual stimulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'd be weird as a narrator trying to say what you're looking at, you know? Kind of like, I know we're going to do The Shining. Yeah. But there's going to be parts of that that you're going to lose. It's going to be effect. interesting. It'll yeah. be interesting. Unless we'll see how we pull it off. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's our thoughts on Lords of Salem, dude. Yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I would tell people to definitely check it out. Now, go check it out. If you've seen it before and you're like, you know, you weren't a big fan, but you're listening to this episode because you listen to our show, uh, 
give it another shot. Go back now, knowing a lot of the stuff we discussed. If you maybe you didn't think of it or know it, and uh, and you know, just watch it. Watch it with a whole new lens. I guarantee you're going to get find a new appreciation of the film. If you've got any friends who watched it and didn't like it, tell them, hang on, now go back and watch it again. Exactly, and bring them around. There you go. Uh, soon we'll be jumping back into 1982. But before yes. we do, we got to finish out Rob Zombie films, mm-hmm. which means. Before we hit the Firefly, Firefly family, you're right, dude. That's hard. It's a tongue twister, dude. That's hard. Uh, the Firefly family, once again, we have to check out 31. Yes. 31's his next film. I've not seen it. You've not seen it. I've not seen it. I When I first saw that this movie was coming out, um, it felt, from what I saw in the trailers, very much like a film that you would see in the later installments of Saw. Oh, yeah, because I just remember getting the feeling like this was back to kind of like... Him. Pector like the zombie. House of a Thousand Corpses or, or Devil's yeah. Rejects. So that's so. what I'm expecting with this. Again, I've never seen it, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. Absolutely, especially after this. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what it is. Anyway, before we get out of here, what's our social? Uh, well, before we get out of here, don't oh. we have some oh, things oh, to mention? We got other fun stuff coming up, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, this week. <laughs> Yes, actually, Holy crap. yeah. Okay, so for all y'all who are out there listening to us, um, we're moving our release date to Wednesdays. Yes, this is Wednesday when you're listening. You're like, yes, hey, they were another day late again. This no. is third week in a row. No, no, we've always been on time. <laughs> we are always on time because we go based on our time. We're not, yo, we're not missing weeks though. At least you know, no, we're that's here true. every week. We just decided instead of because we typically record on Monday, and sometimes getting it out on Tuesdays a little, you know, close to the schedule. So we decided to move it to Wednesday. So the yeah, past you few know, weeks has been Wednesday. We're it, making it an official thing now. We, we have a hard time keeping on track of the interns uh, with cutting up the audio and editing it. So Dude. just give them a little bit more time. I'm telling you, man, Jose's about. He's almost out of a job. Yeah, this is his last week. You better get it in on yeah, time. Yeah, and hopefully he hears this to get it. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be hearing it when he has to cut it. So. Yeah, so when he hears it when he's editing it, yes, he better cut <laughs> better it get right. his ass into shape. Get yourself cut. Uh, yeah, and then the other thing, dude, is... Ooh, there we this, go. Okay, so there's this, uh, this group here in the Buffalo area um, that puts together these, these things where they, they show screenings of horror movies. 80, typically, it's 80s horror movies, 80s and 90s mm-hmm. horror movies. Uh, at theaters, they'll rent out the theater and they'll sell tickets for you to come and watch a movie on the big screen. So we always talk about a lot of these movies we talked about that from these the 80s so far where we were just like, imagine seeing these in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. And now we get a chance to with this group. But the reason we're excited is this Thursday, basically tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day it released, we get to go see on the big screen, Maniac. Yes, dude. Dude. I know when we talked about this, I'm almost positive we said, imagine seeing it in theater and what that must have been like. It's going to be a little bit different because it's not going to be like brand new. No. And I'm sure 99% of the people sitting in the theater have seen this before. However, it's still going to be fucking awesome. Dude, like I said, I've seen a couple of things on the screen, on the big screen. I've seen like Clockwork Orange, 2001. I've seen uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. 
uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's always cool to just go and see it on the big screen because that's where the movies are meant to be. See, seen. I never make it back to watch these these return things. Like yeah, that. like, oh, like I I I've it. seen a lot of these movies. Which like, reminds me, yeah, we got to get our tickets for Scream. They went on sale. Yes, yes, we got to get. Anybody that too. listening, if you don't know, Fandango this uh, this fall is doing a two night special event with where they're re releasing Scream in the theaters for two nights. So oh, yeah, if you're into it, get your tickets. Go check it out. I remember seeing it in the theater when it first. I premiered. was too young. That was what ninety six. I was four years old. Yeah, opening weekend. <laughs> Not opening night, but opening weekend we went. And I remember that. It was quite an experience, and we're going to talk about That's that when we cover movie. Scream. But um, yeah, so there's some fun stuff coming up. We're going to check out Maniac on the big screen. We're both looking forward to it. I'm super excited for this. Dude. Oh, like, yeah, I'm dude. so excited for it. And we might record a, a, just a special little fun episode, a little you know Maniac revisited yeah. and, and talk yeah. about our experience and thoughts on the movie after experiencing it that way. Um. Other than that, all right, dude, what's our social? Uh, social, uh, O-O-T-S pod on Twitter. Um, I've noticed that nobody has been coming and interacting <laughs> with me except uh, except a good friend of ours named Phil Beath. So uh, get your asses out there and come and uh, come and interact, man. Give me a follow. I'll follow you back. Tweet us. Retweet uh, us. We'll retweet you. Yes. Uh, and then we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher as Out of the Shadows Podcast. Um Come and find us there, man. Yeah. Like I said, give us suggestions. Let us know what you like about the show. Let us know what you don't like about the show. Yep. Let us know if Chris needs to find a new co-host. Let me know if or I need to versa. find a new co-host. Um, whatever. Just just stop in and even say hi. Yeah. You know? Keep your negative to yourself, though. No, I mean, no, you no, can no. be constructive. Yes. Give me your negative, but, but give me constructive feedback that I can use. I hate when people say, oh, this show sucks. You or, suck, oh. and they walk off. It's like, okay, well, what sucks? give me something to work on to improve. Don't just be a dick. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Make sure to stay safe. That Delta Plus is out there. It's Get no masks. jokes, man. Get your vaccinations. Stay away from the variants. And as always, keep your eye on the shadows.